this is the Catalyst Podcast, Food for the Journey. Episode 7, How to Handle Change When You Don't Want To and You Find It Difficult. Hi, I'm Michael and welcome back to the Catalyst Podcast. How are you doing? How's things going for you right now, coming towards the end of November? Can you believe it's nearly the end of 2021? Where has this year gone? Seriously, can I have it back, please? It's, it's mad, isn't it? So we've got a topic at the moment which comes from a suggestion from our friend Brian Austin. So thank you very much, Brian. Brian does some fantastic work in sales and helping businesses to grow. And he gave me a stat which I found fascinating. He said apparently 50% of people are thinking about changing their job after COVID, as we come out of COVID. But they're thinking about it, but then they probably won't do it or they might not do it. They might not embrace that. And he wanted to know, like, you know, why is it fear? Is it to do with change? And that really got me thinking about change, the changes we've all been through in the last two years, changes you've probably been through, right? Some really good and some awful. And how do you handle that change? And then I've been training people on change for a few years and I see different approaches to it, you know, different attitudes towards it. So if you're the kind of person and you love change and you see it as an opportunity and you're like, yeah, it's all good. Um, that's fantastic. Let's make the most of it. Good for you. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. Keep doing what you're doing. Seriously, that's very admirable. And it's, in my experience, the best attitude. But what about if you're not? You know, what if you actually you don't particularly want to change the kind of person you find it difficult? You know, you eat at the same restaurant or you eat the same food. You like to wear the same clothes talk to the same people, you like your routines, you know, you like your comfort zone, nothing wrong with that, but it might be being forced upon you at the moment, you know, at work or with a, a health issue or relationship issue. How do you actually deal with that? What do you do? There's no rule book, is there, for that kind of thing? How do you deal with it other than your own experience, other than what you've normally done, maybe asking people's opinion, doing some research, you know, how you think about things. That's how we tend to deal with these things. And I really want to make an effort with this one to give you something where you think, right, there's a lot there I can go away and, and use to help me with change. So I'm going to give you 10 things. Because what I found is if I give you quite a few choices, if you give people choices, that's great. You know, because it hopefully, hopefully one of these or two or even three of these things might help. If you want to use all 10, fantastic. Go ahead. But if I only gave you one or two, I think I'd be doing you a disservice because you might say, yeah, my I've tried both of them, they don't work. Whereas these 10, if you apply any of them, they do work, they do help. If you apply all of them, even better. So there's no pressure, right? There's no pressure on you today at all. It's just to give you some food for the journey, right? Give you some opportunities. So first one, this is a quote I want you to keep in mind. And it comes from John Henry Newman. And he said, to live is to change. And to be perfect is to have changed often. Now, I was first introduced to that quote when I was at college <laughs> and I hated it. I didn't understand it. I was like, well, no one's perfect. And like, how can you, what does that even mean? It didn't make any sense to me. I didn't understand it. But hopefully as we go through these 10 things, this first one will start to permeate and you'll be understanding that it's not about perfection. It's to have changed yourself, to be open to change, to be willing to change. And that will drive you towards a better place. That's my understanding of the quote, you know, 20 years on, you know, the change is life. And if we change with it, we attain a better version maybe of ourselves. It's not about perfection. So to live is to change, 
To live is to change, just let that sink in. Pretty powerful. Okay, so that's the first one. So that's a quote for change. Now, you might like that, you might not. But again, it just depends where you're at. You know, I didn't used to like it first. Now I really like it. The second thing is to understand there's pretty much two types of changes, whatever it is. Changing because you want to comes from within. You know, I'm going to do this thing. I've decided enough's enough. I'm going to leave this relationship, move into a new sector. We're moving house. I'm changing my body. We have a different takeaway tonight. Changing because I want to. And that's usually a really good thing. Sense of control, feel empowered. Thinking, yeah, yeah, I want to do this. But most of the changes we don't, we struggle with, they're not because we want to, they're because we have to, right? We have to. Think about people that are refugees. They don't want to leave their home, do they? But they have to. That change has been forced upon them. And I use that as a real life example because that's, you know, true for a lot of people right now but chances are you're going through at the moment some changes that you want to change but also changes that you have to change and that first distinction is a really useful one because if you feel it's being thrust upon you and you don't want to do it you're not going to handle it well whereas if you think no right even though maybe i don't have to do this maybe i can embrace that i want to take part in this all right so just understanding is it because you want to do something or is it because you have to do something so the third one is I want you to think about a time when you handle change particularly well. And I want you to really think about that and have, you know, at least just a one real life example, even if it's a small thing. So I'll give you a couple I went through that were massive. 2008, I finished my first degree. And if you're old enough to remember that, 2008 was a massive global recession and there were no jobs, right? Kind of similar to now. Here's me finishing uni thinking, great, the world's going to open up to me. And there were no jobs. There was literally nothing. I did volunteer work. I worked in a supermarket for a little bit. Then I did volunteer work. And I ended up becoming self-employed for the first time and creating my own job because there were no jobs. And that was a change that was forced upon me. I had to do it. But ultimately, that's kind of led me to where I'm at now. So that was a really interesting one. And then seven years ago, I went through a life-changing experience. Been through one of those? <laughs> Most of those, you don't want to do those, do you? Completely turned my life upside down and chances are you might be going through one of those right now or you definitely know somebody who is don't you i know several people think about something that you've been through and you handled it you did handle it because you're here now right listening to this <laughs> if you didn't handle it then you wouldn't be able to hear this let's not go there so that's something to think about right this is a really really important one understanding the need for it the need for the change and the value it can give you. When I do training sessions with people, when I work with people, when I help them to change any aspect of any part of their lives, the biggest reason that they quit or they don't do well or they don't perform or that they don't sustain a change is for this, these two reasons. They don't really understand the need to do it. They'll say, why, why have I got to do this? And you might be thinking that, why, why do we have to do this? Why do we have to have this tax increase? Why do we have to do this thing in my job? Why do we have to do this thing at this time of the year? Why should I have to do that? We don't understand the need for it. So make sure you know what the need for it is, why it's happening. Going back to that sense of control. If you know why it's happening, you feel more in control. If it's just being done to you, you know, like you feel being prodded, that's not cool, is it? So do you know what the need for the change is? Why is it? So for example, with COVID, it's a very simple one, isn't it? There's a pandemic going on. So we all need to embrace that and get on as well as we can to get through it. That's a very simple meta narrative to embrace. We're on the same boat. But it helps, doesn't it? It's nobody's fault. 
this thing happened and we can deal with it together. So that's, there's a need to change there because if you don't, it's not going away, right? So there's that need, but a really lovely one is to focus on the value the change can give for you. So marketeers are great at this. They talk about all the goodies, all the things you're going to get. You know, people don't buy, what is it, features. They buy benefits, you know. It's not about doing the 12-week transformation program. It's about how fit and gorgeous you're going to look and how strong you're going to feel. It's not about working the job and building the business. It's about spending time with your family. Now, they're not lies, right? They are the truth. What these people help us to see are the benefits of the change. And chances are, if you're listening to this kind of, don't like change, you've not really taken the time or you haven't had the opportunity to think, well, could it help me? Could it make things better? Won't make things worse. Now, it's quite hard to do that, right? Especially if you're going through a difficult change, but just hang fire with that on your judgment of it, right? Chances are there will be some value we can give you, 100%. There's not many things in life I've found that if you're willing to go through them and change with them, and like we say, to change often, like John Henry Newman said, they won't give you some value, even if it's just to say, oh, I never want to do that again. It's at least giving you a reference point to remember how good your life is afterwards, right? So understand the need for it. And if you don't know what the need is, find out. Find out. If it doesn't come from within, if it comes from the environment, find out why it's going on and be open to the value it can give you. The value of a workout is not to feel pain. (laughs) Yeah. it's for the benefit to your body. The value of, I don't know, running a business is not to get money. It's to provide value. The money follows. You understand what I'm saying? Next one. Knowing what your paradigms are. What a paradigm is, is pretty much the way things are and the way we think about the way things are. And they shift and they change. So I'll tell you what, what I mean. Be open to what your paradigm is, the way you think about change is. So you will have a kind of, if I said, you know, what do you think about change? You'll have a way that you think change is. That's your paradigm. That's the way you see it. That's the way your brain says it's just the way it is. Just the way it is, right? Like gravity. It's just it's just there. It's the way it is. But no, paradigms can shift. They can change. And if you just go back each, just in the last hundred years, there's been some massive paradigm shifts. The way we think things are, right, has changed completely. So if you think about um, women's rights, women getting the vote, that was a massive change in the legal system. Women getting a contraceptive pill. That was another change in the paradigm. Yeah, what relationships meant in women's bodies. You could say we're going through a paradigm shift at the moment in relation to global and local business, being online, making connections. You might have had a complete shift in the way that you think about your life over the last couple of years. What about when people found out the world wasn't flat? <laughs> They'd always thought, we live on a disc. It's this disc, right? And if you keep traveling one way, eventually you're going to you know, fall off the edge of the world. And then the paradigm shifted. What I'm trying to say is you have a paradigm about how you think change is. It's not how it changes. It's how you think it is. That's okay. But if it's causing you pain and you don't like it, just be aware. You can update it. You can change it. Even listen to this podcast and take an action on a few of these points can help you to update and change the way you think about something. If you don't believe me on this, right? If you've never had a child or a an animal, when you suddenly get them, your whole paradigm shifts, don't you? Everything changes the way you look at things. So just be aware of what your paradigm is. What does it actually mean to you? Because it means something different to everybody. And you can change it. You can. You can update it. The next one is something physical and tangible about this that's that's really, really powerful. Write down all the things you actually don't like about change. Unpack that paradigm into thoughts, feelings, and experiences. I don't like the way it makes me feel feel nervous. I feel I get 
butterflies in my tummy. I feel anxious. I feel I can't breathe. I, I panic. I, I get overwhelmed. I start catastrophizing, thinking the worst case scenario. I have all these thoughts that just race around my head. Or I feel completely cold inside. Or that one time, you know, we had this experience. It was awful. I never want to go back to that. And just write those down. Take a good look at them. That's why you think the way you think about change. There's nothing wrong with that. No judgment whatsoever. There's a great um, friend of mine called Errors. He has a podcast called The, the Sheck Check. Hope I pronounced that right, Errors. And he posted a great quote, I think last week, talking about feelings and anxiety and stuff. And he's like, stop judging yourself. Embrace it all. It's not good or bad. It's just, can you handle it? Is it a part of your life? You know. And that's a really good way of understanding change. The last thing you should do if you're scared and not handling, say, change well is to berate yourself for not handling it well, you know? I've done that. We all do it. Oh, I'm, so, I'm, I'm so rubbish at this. Chances are, if you're not handling change well, you're scared. You're scared. So don't be so hard on yourself, you know? When you feel a bit stronger, then there's a time to critique yourself. So writing down why you have that paradigm about change. Thoughts, feelings, and experiences. Okay, let's move on. Make a change. Something really small. Change the clothes you wear. You're going to wear that, that blouse or that jumper, change it to a jacket or a shirt, right? Different pair of trousers. Change your earrings, bit of different makeup. Change your hairstyle, yeah? Wear some different boxer shorts. Have a different breakfast. Make it small. Because what you're doing there is you, when you've actually done something, your brain thinks differently. So, for example, I don't, I fear change. I don't like it. I can't. It's not my thing. Yeah, but you did wear a different outfit today. Oh, yeah. And you did drive a different way to work. Oh, that's true. And you did go on, I don't know, a different YouTube video to what you normally did. You looked at a different topic or a different type of music. Oh, yeah, that's true. And what it starts to do is it starts to change the conversation in your head. And it stacks up like a different pile. I did this and I did this and I did do that. But you got to make it small. got to make it small. If you do it big, you just it becomes overwhelming. What's the point? <laughs> Again, you know, if you're struggling a bit, that's not the time to go big. Start small. Just do something really, really small. Wear a different outfit. This is a really, really good one. This next one. What are we? Number six, seven? No idea. <laughs> you know, I like to give you recommendations. Check this woman out. Dr. Claire Hayes. Fantastic work by Dr. Claire Hayes. She's an Irish, um, I think I got this right, hypnotherapist and psycho psychotherapist. Hope Claire got that right. Um, she does some great work. She has some great stuff on YouTube, lots of freebies. And she has a very good book called How to Cope. So Dr. Claire Hayes, How to Cope. You can find it on Audible. You can find it in written books. She has a great thing called The Coping Sentence. So this is not mine. This is hers. I found it very helpful. And I think it could be really good for you uh, to use when you're in that kind of moment of either thinking about change or you're fearful because you're going through one. And it's this. You start by saying, I feel. So I feel scared. I feel nervous. I feel really worried, right? So you start by labeling how you're feeling. And then she says, then you say, because. So I feel scared because I think I might lose my job. I feel really worried because in the new year, I think we might lose a client. I'm feeling really panicky because I think my partner is having an affair, right? So you say how you feel, and then you say the reasons for it. So it's, again, it's back to what I was saying before. You're not judging anything, right? You're just saying how it is. And then this is the really important second part of the sentence to help you cope. She says, then say, but I choose to. Remember that first point I made about saying the change because you have to or change because you want to? A bit more control makes you feel stronger, trust me. <laughs> but I choose to. So I'm really nervous in case we lose this client, but I choose to pick up the phone and talk to them and see how it's going to go. 
I'm really concerned because I think my partner's having an affair, but I choose to make the effort to talk to him about it. Yeah, you can see how this is going. I feel really scared because I think my business might be going under, but I choose to seek some help and talk to some people about the options I've got, right? It's a brilliant sentence to help you cope through anything, but especially in relation to change, because it's got three parts. You acknowledge what how you feel, because that's really important. You acknowledge why you feel that way, because often we don't even do that. We just say, I feel terrible. <laughs> yeah, so I feel this way for these reasons. But a sense of control, I choose to. You can choose to do some really powerful stuff, even when you're scared, even when you're in pain. Trust me, I do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, so check out Dr. Claire Hayes, and that's her coping sentence. All right, a few more for you. The next one is to, this sounds a bit harsh, right? But embrace the change in the natural world that you see. Going back to that John Henry Newman quote, it was no fool. The changing seasons, there are four seasons. You don't have eternal summer yeah, in one place. The world is set up to change all of the time. So embrace the changing seasons, enjoy them. Enjoy the cold, enjoy the hot, you know. Look out the window at the changing weather. It's all temporary. It all changes all the time. No matter how often it rains, it does not rain every single day. Unless you live in somewhere in the world where it does, let me know if you are. Embrace the changes in your body. Just Google how many cells live and die in your body in a day. I haven't got a clue, but it will be in the billions or trillions. Right now, as you listen to this, your whole body is changing. Your brain is changing. Your digestive bacteria is changing. Cells are being born. They're dying. Stuff's happening in your body right now. So embrace that, you know? People say, oh, I wish I was back at this age. I wish I was this. Why? You're great as you are now. You know, embrace that. And the final one, because I, I take, you know, high standards here, death. Yeah, death is the ultimate change, isn't it? But it is a part of life. Sometimes we think we can get rid of death, we can quiet into a corner. You talk to anybody who works in nursing or hospices or maybe even yourself being through something recently, it shakes you up, doesn't it? And you're like, oh yeah, that's actually a part of life as well. But it is a part of life. And you might say, I wish it didn't happen. Well, a lot of people do, I do sometimes. But again, you've got to run that thought to its logical conclusion. If nobody died, what would happen? If the seasons didn't change, what would happen? If your body didn't change, what would happen? You know, it doesn't work like that, unfortunately. We can do them as thought experiments, but we live in a world where the change is a part of it, you know? It's like, for example, if you move through space, you create time. Time and space, you can't have one without the other. Unless we had a world in which time didn't exist, there has to be change. Now, that is a hard one. But the reason I want to include that in there is because we sometimes think that we can just live in this little bubble and we can't, you know, well, I'm not going to have to deal with change. We will. You are. But once you kind of embrace that and go, oh, it sucks, but OK, it loses it a bit of its hold over you. You know, so much of this is not about what it is. It's how you think about it. It really, really is. So last few as we move towards him. How you talk to yourself about something is very important. And even just a little word makes a massive difference. And I want you to try this, changing the word into through. So when you talk about change, say you're in a terrible situation right now. Let's play worst case scenario. It's really bad. I'm in this situation. I'm in this relationship. I'm in this mess. I am in this environment. I don't want to be here. That's, that's pretty scary. As opposed to I'm going through this change. I'm going through this time. Sense of progression. There's neuroscientists um, have looked into the effects of even just going for a walk, right? When you feel anxious, nervous. 
because moving forward engages apparently a part of your brain that thinks you're working through problems. So it's like you're physically getting away from it. There's something in that. If I said to you, you're in a terrible position and you're going to be in it forever, no change, that's awful. As opposed to me saying to you, I'm going to go, you're going to go through something. You say, well, how long is it going to last? But again, through suggests temporary nature, right? So change that from I'm in this situation to I'm going through the situation. We're not in COVID forever, right? There was a time before and there'll be a time after. How long? I don't know. But we're going through it. I'm getting through it. Saying that to yourself, it's so much more empowering. Yeah, I feel this way for these reasons, but I choose to da, 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 because I'm going through it. You see how this all kind of links together? And then final ones, remaining open-minded. This is this is a big one. I say to people when I meet them, it's like opening a door together, you know, and what's meant to happen will happen as long as we keep the door of communication open. And I want you to open the door of your mind for a second by just maybe writing down this phrase or allowing this phrase to work with you. And it's this. I came up with it when I was thinking about this for you. Change gives me choices. Change gives me choices. Think about it. If you didn't change, you'd have no choice. Go back to the silly examples. If you didn't embrace the fact that you can change things, you'd wear the same outfit, eat the same breakfast, yeah, do the same thing every day. It does give you choices because it gets that part of your brain going, saying, oh, do I want to do this? Or why is that like that? Or we need to alter that. So change gives you choices. It's a lovely thought that's empowering. And then the last one, I think it's very important as we come into winter holidays for a lot of people. It's managing your expectations of yourself in relation to your time and space. Now, what the heck does that mean? What it means is, here's a perfect example, holidays and time off. People think, great, I'm getting some, this, this is the change that I want. I want a weekend, I want a day off, I want a holiday. And they don't enjoy it. They don't make the most of it because they have mismanaged expectations. They expect it to be some perfect thing and it's not because they're tired or they're upset or they're working through trauma. You know, you might be doing that. So what I'm trying to say is manage your expectations of yourself in relation to your time. So is this something you're going through forever or is it just something you've got to handle for a week? And when you know what that is, it's really, really powerful that, you know, you feel some physical pain in your body and you think, oh, it's going to be like this forever. Is it? Maybe it's going to be like that for a few hours. And it's so you're managing that appropriately and then managing your space. Yeah. Controlling, protecting, looking after that space. So, for example, you're spending time with your family over the holidays and they actually stress you out. You know, it's not a change you want. So you, you take yourself off a couple of times a day. You manage that space, you know, and you get away from it, you look after that and you manage that change. So just managing your own expectations. And most of it is, you know, make it just make things as good as possible as you can for yourself. Be as kind as possible. I don't know many people that wouldn't benefit from being more kind to themselves. You know, is that you? It's definitely me. I often think that. I think I need to be kinder to myself. <laughs> so managing those expectations. So especially with the holidays coming up, just make it as good as possible. doesn't have to be perfect. doesn't have to be this massive change and we're going to do this. No. Make it as good as possible. All right. I think that's 10, don't you? I don't know. Let me know how many I've done. I think it's 10. <laughs> but I know it's a longer one today. This is probably, I think it's the longest one I've done. But I wanted to give you plenty there to go away and think about. I'd probably listen to this at least twice and say, right, which of those do I like? Take them, write them down, start applying them. As always, if you have any questions, just ask me about these. These are the ones that I live. These ones my clients live. These work. I don't give you anything that doesn't work. All right, I wouldn't waste your time. So thank you so much for spending some time with me. I hope it's been helpful. I hope you've enjoyed it. 
and hope it's changing change your mind see what i did there change your thinking a little bit you know on how you can embrace change even when you don't want to and even when you find it a bit difficult so remember two things until we talk again your best learning often happens outside the classroom and right now just as you are without changing anything somebody loves you very much okay take care see you soon